Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. What a beautiful day it is. I love Wednesdays because they are one day closer to the weekend. And man, am I excited for this weekend. Hope you're all doing well and excited to find out the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Yes, this week does seem like it's flying past us very quickly But ladies and gentlemen, just like Omnia said, it is a beautiful day. The weather was, you know, extraordinary. Okay. (laughs) And even yesterday when I was coming home back from work, uh, I felt like a little cool breeze and I was in shock. Then automatically, you know, my mood was great. My mood depends on the weather. 100%. I mean, especially in the morning, I feel like the weather is so cool like i could go out on a walk see when it's hot i get lazy oh 100 because i think about how i'm gonna be sweating (laughs) how my car is gonna be hot how i'm gonna be hot how everyone else is gonna be you know cranky cranky but let's get right into the news ladies and gentlemen because we are talking about we are talking about a safety system that is being implemented right here in Sharjah that is going to be reducing response time and detecting fires without necessarily putting the lives of firefighters at risk the Aman system has been protecting a lot of residents right here in Sharjah and we're going to be sharing all those details in just a few moments yes and we're also talking about some extraordinary behavior and could hidden planets be a source of some mystery radio signals? Now, we do know in, you know, the sci-fi type yep. of life mm. or the genre that there's always mystery radio signals coming from space. But could it be actually planets giving out those mystery signals? Well, you got to tune in to find out. Yes, indeed. Coming up in the world of weird tech, we are talking about an expat living right here in the UAE. And man, do I want to meet this person. He has a rare collection of Apple products, tracing basically the entire journey of Apple across the different years. He has one item of every launch that Apple has ever had. And we're going to be revealing why he's so interested in collecting all those items over the past few years. Yes, and we're also talking about Instagram and how they're testing a new feature to notify users of outage or even issues inside of the app. Wow. <laughs> is it <laughs> that bad, Mark? Mark Zuckerberg, is it that bad that you now have to create a feature on your own platform to say, hey, we're going to be we're gonna be having some outage. technical difficulties now. The question is, instead of creating a feature to, you know, kind of notify people about the outage. To stop the outing happening. Yeah, how about we prevent future outages from happening in the first place but you know what Mark Zuckerberg he functions in different interesting ways Um, we're also going to be talking about a very interesting video game today that I feel like it's going to be attracting interest from lots of parents out there because any parent knows that once kids start playing video games you start seeing anger issues you start seeing increased level of stress you may just hear screams coming out of their bedroom and you don't know why they're screaming or who they're screaming at funny enough you know uh, last night were you screaming at i was actually in a very good mood right and i was in the best mood okay and i was very chilled i finished everything i need to be done Mm. early i was relaxing Mm. and i felt like my life had no drama in it I felt okay. like my life had no action. So what did I that's do? That's amazing. I jumped on the game. Oh, that's just the worst to get thing upset. you could do. I wanted to get upset. I wanted to get angry at the game. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. But the thing is, when it comes to gaming, right, you're so used to being stressed all the time because either your teammates or the, the, 
the players against you or even the game itself will yeah. stress you out. So once you've been gaming for so long and you don't have stress on your brain, you're like, man, something's missing. So I jumped up on the game, made myself angry and went to sleep. My God. Best, I need, best remedy. I need to get you on this video game because there is one video game out there that has biofeedback that has been helping a lot of kids regulate their anger and reduce their stress level. What is this game and how does it function? You got to stay tuned to find out more about it. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a new achievement by a safety system that will reduce response time and detect fires even quicker than before. And that's going to be happening right here in Sharjah. And it's called Aman. It's going to protect residents and property right here in our beautiful Sharjah. Now, a security system that does contribute to providing the highest levels of protection and safety in Sharjah. Following a fire in one of the apartments in the tower, which was equipped with Iman, or Aman, sorry, and it's actually a safety net that is supervised by the Sharjah Prevention and Safety Authority, and which was implemented by Senate Facility Management. So we're looking at how it is kind of like a fire detector. Mm -hmm. But on steroids. Yes, indeed. That's exactly what it is. And for those of you who don't know, aman is actually a word in Arabic that means safety. And that's exactly what it has been giving a lot to a lot of residents, as well as property owners who may not always be on their land, but they want to be notified if, God forbid, a fire uh, breaks out. So aman is basically a safety device. It's been protecting the lives of many people during a fire. And what it does is call on the owners of a real estate or any facility in the Emirate of Sharjah if any fire were to happen. So this is very important when it comes to protecting people's homes and ensuring that response time is cut down and that firefighters can arrive to the scene in the fastest way possible. So what happens is that this safety device, it connects the fire systems in the facilities, let's say in your home, for example, to the operation room of the General Directorate of Civil Defense and the Sanid Operations Room. So once a fire breaks out, Sanid or the firefighter department does not have to wait for you to make the call. They already know about the fire mm -hmm. and that means mm -hmm. they could be mm -hmm. at the scene immediately. Yes, and we do know already uh, the response time of the Charter Civil Defense is already super duper quick. 100%. Now, the importance of installing an early warning system, Aman, is actually within the framework of the authority's commitment to the directives of His Highness Sheikh Dr. Sultan bin Mohammed Al Qasimi, who is the member of the Supreme Council and ruler of Sharjah. And it's obviously to enhance the security of the population and protect lives and property. So we're looking at how, again, Sharjah is always going to be safe, inshallah. And, you know, the safety device that, you know, is a fire detector on steroids mm -hmm. is doing work. You yes. know, so we should be looking at, you know, quicker response times, even though they are already, already quick. Very quick. And I remember, Omnia. Remember when the fire broke out in your building? <laughs> exactly. I was just about to tell you that, Omnia. Last year, around this time, there was a fire in the building. Yeah. Right? And the only reason I'm laughing is because I remember the flights of stairs. No, you <laughs> have to actually remember something that, you know, that we didn't know there was a fire in the building. Oh, yeah. So yes. we had a problem with our fire detector in the building. It would always go off at random times. So we just thought it's another, you know, random time going off. Mm -hmm. So it's me, my dad, and my mom, and my sister. We're all in the house. And. You know, we hear like fire, fire sirens and, you know, we hear the, the police coming. And mm. 
So my dad's like, is that for us? I'm like, I don't think so. Oh He's my like, God. Go, let's go and check. So, you know, I got on my balcony and believe it or not, you see like seven fire trucks in front of our building. I'm like, it's time. So my mom and my sister, they go down first. Yeah. And, you know, by the time I, so listen to this, I'm talking about response time here. Mm. By the time we realized there was a fire and by the time we got ourselves situated and took all our personal belongings, so my mom and my sister, they went down first, mm. right? Me and my father, we were getting our personal belongings and the things that are important, the passports, yeah. the documents, things like that, our laptops. Mm. So as I'm going down the stairs, right, I'm on the, the floor of my, my, my apartment. I go down and the fire is literally behind, uh, under us. Oh, okay? God. But by the time I got there, you can already see the shark of civil defense breaking down the door. Mm. So... We're talking about around four minutes of response time to go up 20 flights of stairs. They're already there. They're already the there. And it took about an hour to get, you know, the fire under control. Mm -hmm. So and they already knew what was the cause of the fire. Yes. So we're talking about not only response time, but, you know, intelligence to determine what was the cause of the fire. And number three, Alhamdulillah, everyone got home safe and they left the building safe. The only thing everyone in the building suffered from was leg cramps because of the stairs, going down the stairs. <laughs> I was worried you are going to say smoke inhalation. No, Thank God. going down. Even I, who work out every workout. day, I work out every single yeah. day. My legs were sore for about four or five days. How many flights of stairs did you go down? The, I mean, the, the following morning, Omnia, everyone's yeah. going to work and you can see everyone limping. Right, no, no, not one that person. Funny walk. Yeah, everyone was go. limping, and we're looking at each other, just shaking our heads. We know exactly right? why. <laughs> so, Alhamdulillah, right here in UAE and in Sharjah, we're always safe. You know, the the government and you know the federal authorities and entities are always taking care of us, and they have stepped it up a notch, not mm -hmm. even a notch, with the Aman fire system, and is literally a fire detection system on steroids because they have a control room and they see everything. Yes, indeed. Let us know what are your thoughts. And I have a very interesting question. If there was, God forbid, a fire and you had to leave the, whole, the house with one thing and one thing only, what would that thing be? My cat. Your cat. Oh, yeah. I would. Before, you would have said your phone, your passports, but now yeah. you're... It's a soul. A new father. Yes, so you got you got to take the kid with you. <laughs> God, God, God says, you know, the soul is now in your care. So True. you got to take care of it. Yes, indeed. Let us know what would you take. 4215, do it slow. Or side into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, bits and bytes do connect our world. And you know what else connects our world? Radio signals, right? Yes. How are we connecting to you right now? Through wavelengths, through signals, you're on a certain frequency, or you're listening to us online. Now, what if we told you this extraordinary behavior that sometimes we see in sci-fi movies, you know, say, hey, we're getting radio signals from space. It might be aliens, right? Mm -hmm. But what if we told you it wasn't? aliens yes. it was hidden planets that were sending us mystery radio signals now scientists are puzzled by strange radio signals that were picked up by powerful telescopes and we're going to be telling you 
all about those radio signals. Yes, indeed. So for quite some time, scientists and researchers have been very confused by unknown radio signals that are coming from the direction of the Milky Way Center. And for those of you who don't know... It's not a chocolate bar. Yeah. Planet Earth is actually part of the Milky Way uh, galaxy. And it's now believed that these signals are coming from a new class of stellar objects, meaning a newly formed star or planet. So an international team of scientists have actually been using a specialized telescope known as the Australian Square Kilometer Array Pathfinder. Why, can't, why do they make it such a big name? Big name. but like, it, Why can't they say this is telescope super duper? Oh my God. Super <laughs> duper wish. ooper. They, got, they kind of have to sound scientific. The Australian telescope that weighs... Uh, come on, just say the name. Well, the name of this uh, Pathfinder actually shows that they are going to be researching the objects that are emitting these radio signals and revealing those findings and post- posting them online. So what they have been looking forward, uh, for, looking forward for is uh, naming the coordinates of those planets and the stars and making sure that they're not posing any risk on planet Earth because the behavior of these radio signals is actually pretty extraordinary mm-hmm. and astronomers tend to routinely study these radio waves from space objects to kind of unlock some secrets about the universe that mm-hmm. we may have never known. Could be flaring stars, could be dead stars, and it could be a new planet that has been recently formed. So. The radio signals are actually observed every 15 minutes, every few weeks, and the behavior of them are actually dramatically different every single week. So what we have found is that they received six radio signals from the same direction over a period of nine months back in 2020. And now in 2021, these radio waves are actually totally different, coming from a completely different location. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at how advanced technology is becoming. True. Because at one point in time, you know, it was crazy technology to have, you know, to pick up radio signals from a different country. But now, let me tell you, the Milky Way, I don't know how many light years away is it, the center of it. And for this very powerful telescope to pick up these radio signals, you know, from mystery plants or hidden plants is crazy. Now, astronomers do routinely check or study radio waves from space objects to unlock secrets of the universe. Just like Omnia said, you know, flaring stars, pulsars, which is, by the way, a very dense type of spinning dead star, mm-hmm. and fast radio uh, bursts. Now, scientists and researchers say, with the study also used in Meerkat radio telescope in South Africa, which did observe the radio signals every 15 minutes every few weeks, found its behavior to be dramatically different than any other space object. So, you know, they're looking at different variables and different waves, and, you know, they are guessing that it is a hidden star or a hidden planet. So we might just have more planets in our solar system than we already know of. I mean, I believe a couple of years ago, Pluto was off the list. Oh, that was sad. I I, I loved Pluto. It was really? tiny I, when, and cute. When, when we say Pluto, I remember the dog of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Right. So, you know, researchers actually use a low frequency array, which is a powerful radio telescope based in the Netherlands to search for planets and discover stars that, you know, unexpectedly blast out radio waves. And this possibility could indicate the existence of hidden planets. So maybe in a couple of months, couple of years, we might add new planets to our solar system. Who knows? Yeah. Let us know your guys thoughts. 4215 Durslat or on our Instagram 
at Pulse95Radio. Before we let you go, though, as we talk about space, let's talk about what we have in store for all of you that also has to do a lot with the sky mm-hmm. and roaming in the sky. If you've got a drone and you are 16 years and above, you got to make sure that you hear and participate in our drone competition. Pulse95 is organizing a one-of-a-kind drone competition with prizes up for grabs for up to 30,000 dirhams in cash and there are so many categories for these uh, competitions but the ones that we have are based on two things the fpv uh, drone category as well as just cinematic shots all you have to do is get your drone up in the air shoot beautiful uh, landscapes from har- the heart of Sharjah, and make sure you post that video no longer than 60 seconds on your instagram account tag us at pulse 95 radio so we can see all your beautiful shots and use the hashtag hashtag Sharjah above yes and ladies and gentlemen you do have towards the Till the end of this month, you know, the winners will be announced in November. So get your drones up in the air. Take beautiful aerial shots of our beautiful Sharjah. I do recommend Khorfakan or Kalba because I personally like the natural nature, life, nature scene. Yes, indeed. We are taking and, a sh- yeah. Yeah, and this was actually uh, offered kindly by Omnis Media. So we do want to thank them for this great opportunity to get people getting their drones up in the air and shooting beautiful Sharjah. Yes, but ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about the gram. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95. I think we should become friends with this guy. I really feel like we should. Well, you know, he already checked one thing off of my uh, friend requirement list. Which is? Apple fanboy. (laughs) So we are talking about one expat living right here in the UAE who has a rare collection of Apple products that basically tell the story of Apple from A to Z, or at least the Z that we are at today. Um, He goes by the name Jewy Gruel, and he claims that he has every major Apple product that has ever been launched since the company was founded back in 1976. I'm I'm pretty jealous from this guy. I mean, Jimmy is uh, is a work of art. I'll tell you that, (laughs) right? Because to get your hands on very... You know, old computers that, you know, not you won't find them a lot. And at one point in time, uh, a lot of people recycled these computers because Apple was giving, you know, discounts and, you know, recycle them. Like, I mean, they still are. They still are expensive. Yeah. But then back in the day, very few people could get their hands on a computer from Apple. Like, listen, I love my Apple products, but I don't feel like I will go to the extent of what Jimmy does. But, you know, a lot of diehard fans of Apple products do often go into a frenzy when a new product from the big tech giant hits the shelves. Now, we do know a lot of people spent, uh, you know, their 4 a.m.s and Qs in front of Apple showrooms. And in the UAE, actually, it did happen. <laughs> I remember I saw at Emirates Mall and Dubai yes. Mall that are going on. I feel like it happens every and launch. Globally, everywhere, you know. And now we're looking at Jimmy, who has, you know... The whole catalog, right? From 1976 all the way until now. Now, Jimmy's love for Apple has turned him into a vintage collector who he claims has every major Apple product that was ever launched since the company was founded by college dropouts Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in 1976. I mean, how many people even remember the first Macintosh computer that Apple ever launched? Or even... I mean, the first iPhone, I remember it. I remember my first Mac computer. Really? I, I, my dad didn't buy because it, it was expensive. <laughs> yes. But uh, So my first one computer. Where did you see it? 
It was in my school library back in Miami. Oh, okay. Explains because I'm like, if it's right here yeah. in the UAE, that is one bougie school. <laughs> so school library. Okay. Okay, and and they always had the best games on it, oh. right? Like you know, there was always default Apple games on it. Mm. It was the best games. Uh, it, it took us a while to get the hang of it because we were used to Windows computers. Yeah. And my first Apple laptop was in music class. Because we were taught to create music using GarageBand. No way. Yeah, GarageBand. Now, That's that was, a creative way to teach music class. It was. I still remember my my teacher's name, Mr. Anderson. Mm. Right. He was a tall American guy with blonde. He looked like he fit the, the part. Typical. Fit the part Kids of a music great. teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's just crazy how we evolved from. And also, Omnia. Yeah. We were taught an etiquette of how to handle the laptops because mm. the laptops were very expensive. So if you guys are tuning into our YouTube, you'll see. So imagine this is your laptop, Omnia. Yeah. You have to hold it like this and oh. walk, <laughs> right? You have to have two hands on it in the front and the back. Two hands at all times. Yeah, and you know, they, they we, I don't like back then having an Apple computer or an Apple device in general, you were the 1%. Yeah, you were a, like a true, true premium customer. So for, for Jimmy right here to get yeah. all those products, it's either he's bought them since 1976 or he, I don't know how he's getting them. He's probably buying them from eBay or something. But, you know, hats off to, to Jimmy. I mean, to, to do to do it and to get all the products from 1976, this man has to, has a, has to have a warehouse. Uh, absolutely. Honestly, I mean... You took me back to the days when I first got my first MacBook, and I remember the seller, the person who was selling it at the Apple store. I remember him telling me very specifically, you need to keep trying it out. You need to keep uh, getting used to it before school started, or else you're just going to be lost. Because switching from Windows to a MacBook computer, it's a big adjustment. But Jimmy Gruel's love for Apple basically started out back in 1976. So he has the original 1976 Apple One computer that was designed by the co-founder, Steve Wozniak, and that was assembled by hand in Steve Jobs' parents' house. He also has the Newton message pad that was the handheld personal assistant, the digital assistant, that was basically the first Apple product to ever be sold right here in the UAE. And a lot of people may be thinking, you know, why, why is he even happy or proud of this collection? Well, he hopes that this collection is going to inspire people and also remind them of the humble beginnings, the fascinating evolution of Apple in the past 30 years, because he is an ex-Microsoft employee and ahead of his first exhibition, he was actually... So he of, went to the dark side. Yeah. So he knows the behind the scenes and he knows how hard and how much time it took for Apple to be what we know of it today. Yeah, I mean, also, we have to put another thing into consideration. Yeah. Before Apple stores were open in the UAE, how was, was were people getting Apple products? In the U.S., I feel like. that Was it exporting it? No. Exporting it, yeah. I yeah. mean, but, but imagine, you know... The, getting your hands on one. Getting your hands on them. You know, export fees, import fees. You know, you do hope that the person sending you said item is having it with care. Mm-hmm. Hats off to you, Jimmy. I mean, you're living my dream. You know, like, you know, do you know that meme? Yes. I want that to be me. But Jimmy, if you do want us to come by, and by us, I mean me. Yeah, he was the first Apple customer in the UAE. Imagine. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not surprised. My God. I mean, looking at his story, oh, I really wish we were friends.
I gotta look him up. Um, let us know what is the first product that you have ever owned from Apple. Is it the? I feel like for most people, it's gonna be the iPhone. For me, oh uh, yeah, for me as well. It was the iPhone. Then it was the MacBook. Let us know your thoughts. iPod. No way. Yes, I had the fat one. Oh yes. Oh, I had no, but was it Apple? Yeah, was iPod Apple? is Apple, yeah. No, iPod. I remember. I ha- no, I had the MP3. I never had an iPod. Uh, I had an iPod, yeah, and I, I felt MP3 like the coolest the kid on the block. <laughs> you were the coolest right? kid if you had an iPod. And we had to download our music illegally from LimeWire. <laughs> you know, I was like 11 years old. Give me a break. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it, or on our Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What was your first Apple product? Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Is it even worth a click and download anymore? Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the gram, the Instagram. Now, Omnia, Mm. what do you do when you're feeling sick? Uh, Take vitamin C. Yeah, I rest up. Right? Mm. And vitamin C is type of prevention against viruses and sicknesses and the the common flu so if you're prone to always getting sick you will start daily taking vitamin c to prevent to prevent getting sick now instagram has been getting sick off lately now they are testing a feature that will notify users of outage or even issues inside of the app now is it that bad instagram that are you expecting more outages to come and you will start notifying users. Now, mm. listen to this, yeah. right? I think they're just actually, frustrated uh, by something else. I actually appreciate it that they're letting me know that I don't have a problem and okay. my internet is not mm. going haywire. I don't yeah. have data because everyone was like, is Instagram down for me? Is Instagram down for me? But now they'll be letting you know that Instagram is down for everyone. But shouldn't they be doing something and testing out a new feature to, to stop letting Instagram go down. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I think what's bothering them about the outage is not even the outage itself, but rather having to go to Twitter to tell users. Because in the past two outages that have happened uh, last week, in both cases, Facebook and Instagram or Mark Zuckerberg, they had to use Twitter to talk about the outage, to inform users that there was an outage going on. So I feel like What's bothering them is having to use another platform to announce their outage. Mm. So they're like, you know what? Smart cookie, Omnia. We don't have to use Twitter. We're not going to need Twitter Very anymore. Very smart, Omnia. We'll just create our own feature. But I mean, like, why? Why create a feature? Because if you remember when, when, when the big three went out. Oh, Twitter was so proud of itself. Twitter was like, hello, everyone. <laughs> welcome to welcome to my casa. Si, casa, yes. you casa, my casa. <laughs> Right, and they were going off, and you know, you had all the big brand names, McDonald's, you know, Telegram was every every. It, it was a fun, fun night. Yeah. Right when Instagram and Facebook and WhatsApp went down, because everyone was flocking to Twitter. I mean, I never go on Twitter, and that night I had to go on Twitter because yeah. I'm like, what it, else the am me- I going to The memes through? were crazy, and Twitter totally. still becomes the undefeated platform. <laughs> yes. Right, it is undefeated. It is the people's champion. True. In all the outages that have ever happened on social media, Twitter is the least. It's the least platform that has ever gone through an outage. I don't think Twitter... I mean, again, Omni, don't forget. Mm. You have a conspiracy theory. Maybe Twitter doesn't have anything to hide. True. That may just be the case as well. So what they're doing is currently testing out a feature that will run in the United States. It will go on for a few months, but then hopefully it will be accessible all around the world. And 
Once again, it's interesting because we truly enjoyed watching the memes and, and seeing the memes and the jokes on Twitter following the outage. But who didn't like that? The good old Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg, as well as Adam Musiri, because he actually didn't like the fact that everyone had to go to Twitter to find out about the outage. So now you're going to find out about the outage from Instagram itself. Let us know your thoughts. 4215-DO-IT-SLOT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Do you like the fact that now you will know from Instagram itself that they are suffering an outage? Yes, because it reduces... It, still it reduces a, the panic. Not panic per se, but it reduces everyone asking each other, hey, is Instagram down? Is Instagram down? Is Instagram yeah. down? Because let's put it into actuality, mm. right? For people who don't use Twitter, who don't use Snapchat, whose only form of communication is Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp. They were cut off yeah. over everything. How how do I text someone? How do it I know if it it's my so problem? It was so annoying. Yeah. I was actually like, not not it's not scared, but like stressed, you know? Yeah, because a lot of people, you know, WhatsApp, they use WhatsApp, and we use WhatsApp yeah. for work purposes. I mean, I couldn't text my mom. I couldn't text guests. I couldn't text anyone. It was just like cut off from the world. I had to actually reach out to platforms that I use, but not just as often. So we want to hear from all of you. 4215-DO-IT-SLOT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Do you like the fact that now you will find from Instagram itself that Instagram, WhatsApp, or Facebook is down? Coming up on today's show, we are going to be talking about the video game that may just give every parent out there some peace of mind when their kids want to play games and mm-hmm. they're worried that they're going to get angry and stressed out and start screaming at everyone and everything we've got the solution for you so make sure you keep oh. Pulse 95 locked we'll be right back Pulse 95 check this out check this out Pulse 95 this is the perfect video game to talk about with Hani because uh, he is a uh, a ball of anger whenever he starts gaming. <laughs> Apparently, mm-hmm. that's what I found out today. We can say ball of anger or we can say I get frustrated. Frustrated? Yeah. Very frustrated. How angry could you get? Like, there uh, are as, levels. As, like, as screaming, I, throwing things around. No, if I, I don't scream the at table. home. I don't scream at home. Okay. Because then I'd get kicked out. <laughs> I scream when I'm in the gaming networks, yeah. Okay. And Banging tables? Oh, ba- I bang my table all the time. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. And I get a knock on the door to calm down. Oh, God. Yeah, but, that, that, but, you know, as, as, as we grow up, obviously, we start to control our anger a little True. bit more. So when I bang on the table, it's because I want to bang on the table, yeah. not because it, I can't control reflex, it, right? Yeah. But, you know, we're looking at how a lot of children and a lot of preteens and teens in general have been playing a lot of games to pass the time. And we're looking ever since the COVID-19 pandemic, an increase of gamers in the gaming world, and most of them being young adults. And we do know when you do play games that are competitive, you get frustrated and you get angry. But how does this affect our brain? It actually very much affects our brain and it affects how much we comprehend things around us. So we tend to see that with kids that play video games all the time for extended hours, their focus is very minimal. Their attention span is like less than three seconds, even if the normal human being has an attention span of three Mm -hmm. seconds at this point. But there is a solution, especially for all the parents tuning into us right now. There is one video game that has biofeedback that will basically help kids and teenagers regulate their stress and anger levels. So when we talk about biofeedback, we're talking about certain feedback that keeps your heart rate low during a fast-paced game. So this is actually very oh, yeah. good. Yesterday, I, yesterday my heart was hurting. 
Oh not God. hurting. It was high. It was high, and I got a headache. Oh my god! Why? And the issue is, you were calm before playing that yeah, game. Yeah, but the the th- the thing is, Omnia, right? Mm. When you you're like a the gamer, adrenaline? it's adrenaline rush. Yeah, yeah, but when you're a gamer and you've been, I've been doing it for like, I've been gaming ever since twelve PlayStation One. Mm. Right, so we're talking about a good twenty years. Yeah. Right. So when you're gaming, you let certain situations happen during the game, especially if if it's competitive, mm. and. You get an adrenaline rush, right? Like, mm. you don't want people to defeat you, to get victory over you. It's, it's a complicated subject to talk about. Especially it's a cause, complicated situation. Yeah, it's a complicated situation. But, yes, my heart rate does go up. I mm. sometimes do get headaches. I do get angry. I do get stressed. And you wonder why you suffer from migraines. That's why. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it's fun. Mm. It is it fun. It is fun. And that's why a lot of kids and teenagers actually love doing it. But... Researchers, a lot of researchers have been saying that kids have increasingly been needing psychiatric medications to help them control. Yeah, no joke. Yeah, no, oh no. So we have uh, someone tuning in right now. Yeah. Who I game with a lot. His okay. name is Abdurrahman. Shout out to Abdurrahman. So he says, Why are you talking about raging in games, especially when you are the biggest rager? See? Right? So well, shout out to Abdurrahman. We're giving the <laughs> fix. That's exactly why. Because there's a game that is known as Rage Control. Regulate and gain emotional control. That was developed at Boston's uh, Children's University about a decade ago. And what this game does, it trains kids to stay calm during stressful or frustrating situations. So in this game, players, they try to shoot virtual asteroids while avoiding friendly crafts. And they have a pulse oximeter on their wrist that is monitoring their heart rate. If they remain, remain calm and they keep their heart rate down, they do better in the game. And if their heart rate goes too high, they lose their ability to shoot. So they're forced to stay calm because if you're not calm, you can't shoot in the game anymore. And this actually helps bring their heart rate down, takes their deep, you know, allows them to breathe deeply. And when you are consciously calming your nervous your brain, system, yes. your brain is forced to calm down. Yeah, It's See, always either you control the physical and it, it, it translates to emotional yeah. calmness or the other way around. For me, when I'm mad, I perform better. Oh my God. Just, yeah. yeah, because... But if you, what if you knew, like yeah. you had an oximeter yeah. and you knew if, let's yeah, say, your heart rate... You're forced to be, to yeah. be calm. Right, but for us gamers, right? <laughs> I mean, like when when we're angry and we want to prove a point to the enemy, mm. right? We perform better. But sometimes, you know, anger could be used against you. Let us know your guys' thoughts four two one five Durslat or on our Instagram at Pulse ninety five Radio. Are you a gamer? And do you sometimes get a little bit too stressed? And do you, do you become a toxic player? I've had my fair share of days of being a toxic player. And let us know your guys' thoughts. But ladies and gentlemen, this does conclude Future Talk for today. We're opening the airways for the halftime show, the only place to be at three with the man himself, Omar Duri. So do keep the radio on because we're not going anywhere.